0: Welcome to God and Comics. This is our inaugural episode. I am Father Jonathan Michikin. I am the rector of Church of the Holy Comforter in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania. I'm here with Father Matt Stromberg. Father Matt, where are you?
1: I'm in uh, Cooperstown at at Christ Church, which is a part of the Diocese of Albany, Episcopal Church.
0: Up in New York, right? Yeah, that's correct. As opposed yeah. to all the other Cooperstowns that everybody knows and loves, so a lot of baseball, <laughs> a lot of baseball up your way, I imagine, or at least baseball conversation.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Main Street is basically devoted to baseball with the Hall of Fame, and, and then there's all sorts of memorabilia shops and things like that too.
0: Yeah, are you a big baseball fan?
1: No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not not much at all actually (laughs) so this
0: is the perfect place for you to be living then
1: well i i I do love it here it's got lots of other charms besides baseball
0: okay well there we are maybe it'll grow on you over time (laughs) yeah so um we are doing this podcast basically because we love comic books eventually we're going to be uh joined not today but in future episodes by um our colleague, Father Kyle Tomlin, who also loves comic books. And we don't really have a, a huge goal for this other than just to talk about comics, to talk about what we love, what we think is interesting in them. And maybe you all will listen and, and find some of it interesting uh, and want to converse with us about it. And that would be cool, too, because we love nothing better than nerding out about this stuff. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you all just a, a little story. A couple of weeks back, um, Father Matt was in town here and uh, came came to uh, worship with us one Sunday morning. And I was... Uh, this After church, I was uh, across the room talking to a parishioner, and I happened to make some <laughs> passing reference to Batman. And Father Matt practically leaped over chairs to get... <laughs> To get into yeah. the conversation at that point, because he heard Batman mention. So that's the kind of love that you're, uh, that you're dealing with uh, from <laughs> us. And the kind of nerdery, I should say. Nerdery? Is that right? Is that a word?
1: I, it, it is now.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm glad to have co- uh, coined a phrase that quickly. So we're going to begin uh, with a, a segment that we call Recommendations. In which we recommend things. Wow, that was a really, <laughs> that was a really terrible way of talking about something uh, totally obvious. Now, you know, we're gonna make recommendations about uh, comics that we love, uh, either ones that are out right now or ones that have been um, been out uh, for a long time, maybe, but that you might have missed. And um, I'm going to ask Father Matt if he would be willing to make the first recommendation on the program.
1: Oh, well, sure. Um, th- my recommendation is um, for the new, the new 52 relaunch of Aquaman. And I, I know what you're thinking, Aquaman? Seriously? Well, yes, yes, it, it is, it's a great book. And um, I just recently kind of jumped onto it. I discovered it and was uh, was really taken with it. Aquaman has never, uh, at least in my opinion, been the most dynamic character. He's sort of been the butt of of a lot of jokes. <laughs> but um, the the writer the writer Jeff Johns is um, is sort of trying to um, resurrect Aquaman's reputation. And and um, and and the the first issue of the comic book kind of does a great job uh, with with that and uh, with a lot of humor too. Um, Aquaman, even in his own comic book, uh, gets no respect from anybody, <laughs> uh, and it's sort of the the butt of a lot of jokes. But um, right away, uh, um, we we get the idea that Aquaman uh, really is a a, a lot more. Um, formidable than than people give him credit for. Um, and and so I and I, I just love the way that they've fleshed out the character. They've made him a more emotionally complex character. And um, and, and the, the artwork um, by by an artist um, I, I believe his name's Ivan Reese. I, I I really think the artwork is fantastic too. And they've sort of surrounded Aquaman with um, a host of really interesting supporting characters too um, Aquaman's wife Mara is, is also featured very prominently in the book and they've introduced um, into Aquaman's sort of old friends the Others they're called um, and, and they're a cast of pretty interesting characters as well and I believe just this last year they, um, they, they have their own title in in, in the dc it's called aquaman and the others so so yeah if if you if you haven't um if you haven't yet had the opportunity to read the aquaman relaunch i i I strongly strongly encourage that you do so um they're they're out in trade paperback um um and, and readily available at places like amazon or your local comic store
0: um Father, were you a were you a reader of of the pre New Fifty Two Aquaman at all? Well,
1: my not not really. I had kind of read some Aquaman before. Um, the last time I, I I read Aquaman at all was probably um, when when Eric Larson took over the artwork on 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 Aquaman. Um, I guess. Oh, I. I, I I guess it was either early 2000s or in the 90s. But um, I was a fan of his work on Spider-Man and the Savage Dragon. And um, so when he took over Aquaman, I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I, 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 you know, although I was a fan of Eric Larson, I wasn't really blown away with Aquaman. It was in that awkward phase where Aquaman had the long hair and, like, the uh-huh. hook for a hand. Yeah. Uh, there's... It just felt uh, kind of convoluted. I, I had a difficult time kind of following the story because I just leaped into it. What's interesting about the new Fifty Two is is anyone could come into it, you know. Um, right. It starts off you you don't need to know the, the backstory at all. And um, but since enjoying the new Fifty Two, I've I've gone back and and looked up some of the other uh, Aquaman stories from the past. Uh, Peter David did. Uh, a limited series back in the 80s called Time and Tide, and I, I checked that out, and that, that's pretty cool as well, so you um, said, so no, I wasn't really, I mean, like like most people, I had I had watched a cartoon mm-hmm. when I was a kid, and, um, you know, and, and I think that is probably the, the main culprit for the you know silly image for the of Bob jokes right for there. the jokes uh, yeah you know he basically just talked to fish and swam around you
0: know? <laughs> there was a there was a bit on the state i don't know if you've if you ever seen the state um it was a it was a sketch comedy show on mtv in the early 90s um and i i remember seeing this when i was about 13 uh, and they had this sketch one time where all the there was some crisis, and all the super friends were gathered around, ready to do something about the crisis and so they said, "Okay, Superman, you go take care of this, and uh Wonder Woman, you go take care of this part of the crisis, and Aquaman, you go talk to some fish, and then all of them burst out <laughs> laughing all at once and and he right, he sort right, of shrugged yeah. off, but yeah, yeah no, and Aquaman, you're right, Aquaman is um uh he's sort of a joke because of that but he is a, a hero that has a history that goes back um a very long way um some people think he was sort of just a, a knockoff of the submariner um who was who was a golden age uh, creation um,
1: Yeah, I, I was always a, a fan of of the submariner or Prince mm-hmm. Namor probably probably more than than Aquaman before
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, we probably, it's probably worth mentioning, I would imagine most people who would hear this if they're, if they're comic book nerds would already uh, know a lot of the lingo, but just in case there are some non-nerd types, like let's say we force our wives to, to listen to this, um, (laughs) the, the new 52, for those who don't know, so the history of, yeah. yeah, the history of DC Comics goes back all the way to the 30s. Um, under different names for the company, Uh, but that's a long stretch. When you're thinking about Superman being created in uh, the late 30s, Batman being created in the late 30s, Wonder Woman in the the very early 40s, Um, these books go back a long, long, long way. Monthly comics for these characters coming out each month, and that's a whole lot of backstory Uh, to get into and what the companies were finding is that it's very difficult to jump into a storyline that's been going on for 70 years um you, you you know it's people find it daunting to jump into a comic book at issue 867 so uh in 2011 what dc did was to basically reboot their whole universe and to start over with new number ones for all of their comics. And it wasn't that they erased everything that ever happened to these characters, but they just kind of started the story again uh, with an eye to the idea that somebody coming in for the first time should be able to pick it up. And Mm -hmm. I I still think that's an advantage even now that it's 2015, because if you're trying to... Yeah, right. Because if you're trying to catch up with the story, you've only got to go back a certain way. And and as you said, there are trades, uh, which are you know paperback versions of five or six issues at a time that come out regularly, and they're they're numbered by volume. And all, so all you got to do really is go back to you know number one. And at this point, it might be one of one of five or one of six volumes rather than one of you know hundreds of volumes some of which wouldn't even be in print anymore so the other thing on that Aquaman book and I haven't really dug into reading it yet your recommendation may make me do so but just from flipping through it you mentioned the art Uh, we should definitely give a shout out to the colorist as well I don't know who the colorist is on that book but
1: oh yeah, the, oh,
0: I'm not sure. But the colors are really sharp in that thing, and and I think really make it uh, look much more appealing than it would otherwise.
1: Yeah, yeah, Appleman sort of gets uh, uh, busted on for his, his his orange shirt, you know, <laughs> and
0: um.
1: As and he should. As he should. The, the he colors should. really makes it sort of look more like like armor, you mm-hmm, know. It, mm-hmm. it, it looks kind of cool. It shimmers, and you know bullets bounce off of it and things like that yeah i mean he definitely looks cooler
0: (laughs) yeah well now that he doesn't have that there was a dark period in comics in the in the 90s when people thought that superheroes ought to have mullets uh Uh,
1: superman had a mullet you know i think that what was it i think it was maybe 88 they kind of tried to give um Aquaman a new look and he had he uh, well and the Peter David uh, time and tide he has a mullet which is probably <laughs> the most unfortunate thing about that series but then they to top it off they also tried to change his costume and he had this sort of like blue like ocean swirl outfit that I thought looked um I mean cheesy yeah cheesy I mean the, you know the uh, I guess the thought was that the orange um you know goldfish shirt uh, kind of look cheesy too but uh i don't know I, I think it works better than the orange swirl or the, the blue swirl rather
0: yeah i i would say um from somewhere around 1995 to 2005 uh you you can kind of go to sleep uh and and uh Miss a lot of those issues because they're really.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, the other—I mean, at in least for DC, it seems like they tried to give everybody shoulder pads. Remember oh
0: yeah, that? yeah. <laughs>
1: everybody had like shoulder pads with like spikes on them, and that just seemed uh-huh. like—I mean, if you like leaned your head the wrong way, you could take an eye out.
0: Yeah, which would be unfortunate. You don't want to do that if you're a hero.
1: But then but then you
0: would have a cool eye patch. Right? Well, I mean, there's I, that
1: I think I think uh, Aquaman may have had an eye patch for some period. I mean they yeah. tried a little bit of everything. you know
0: um, that's actually what happened to Nick Fury. that's why he's missing an eye. True story
1: uh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, my recommendation is uh, also a whole series uh, and it but it's a young series. Um, they've only put out eight issues so far, A ninth one is supposed to come out very soon. Uh, it's a series from Image Comics that's called Rat Queens. Uh, Rat Queens is a phenomenal book. It is written by Curtis Weeb, who's done a number of other um, books, um, including a number of other uh, Image books. He does a book called Peter Panzerfaust and Um, uh, uh, several others, the the names of which are escaping me off the top of my head. Um, But Rat Queens is, I think, the one that uh, takes the cake uh, for me. Rat Queens is, um, well, so Curtis Weeb describes it as um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Tank Girl in a Lord of the Rings world on crack. <laughs> okay, I'm intrigued. <laughs> and I think that's actually in a, weirdly enough, I think that's actually an accurate description. Um, it is a it's set in a sort of medieval setting. So if you're mm. if you're familiar with comics, if you think of things like um, like Red Sonia or, or something like that, that's set in a kind of medieval world where there are kings and queens and uh you know uh uh, dragons and orc like creatures and so it has that kind of lord of the rings middle earth kind of vibe in that sense and it follows these these four women that are part of this um i guess you would call it a guild um called the called the rat queens um so they're not actually rats (laughs) which was the thing that put me off at first because i thought they were um but uh no they're not actually rats they're 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 women um And they they fight bad guys and stuff. But what I think is really interesting about it is um, he's made a conscious decision to have the dialogue be modern dialogue. So even though it's all set in this kind of strange medieval world, they crack jokes that sound like the sort of jokes you would hear um, on, you know, you'd hear people make today um i i don't mean they joke they don't joke about like modern technology or anything like that but you know they they um,
1: they're very modern type women yeah
0: they're wisecracking and they're Sarcastic. Um, yeah and they uh, and and i i should preface this by saying it's it, some of it's uh fairly um you know they don't shy away from the f-bombs but um yeah. so, so there's so mature readers only i guess um but uh but it's uh nevertheless uh i think just a really smart book it's very funny um and uh witty and and keeps your interest very well um the first trade is out now i believe it's called either sass and sorcery or sorcery and sass something like that that it collects the first 5 issues uh once they hit issue 10 they'll do a second volume, but those trades, especially the first trade, that uh, image does this thing where the first trade of a book they'll put out for nine ninety nine, uh, which is a really fantastic. Oh, well, a, yeah. yeah, it's a fantastic price. They don't do that for the subsequent volumes, but they'll do it for volume one so that you can you can get interest Just to get you hooked, it. exactly. And drug
1: uh, dealers have a similar strategy. That's
0: <laughs> well. If that's the case, they should give the first volume for free.
1: Well, let's
0: not get carried away. <laughs> um, I, I will say this. There has been, and if you're in the comic world, you know uh, issue 9 has been severely delayed. And part of that is because there has been a controversy uh, around the book that has nothing to do with the content of the book. Um, Rock Up Church, who was the artist on the book and did, I, I have to say was a great artist he did a great job of rendering those early issues um but there was a situation and i don't want to say too much about it because i don't know what a whole lot about it other than what i read online uh but a situation uh involving domestic abuse with uh, between him and his wife um, that he was either arrested for or or had a call made or something like that but at any rate because of that um he was let go from the book so he is no longer the artist. Starting in issue nine, there's a new artist, and um, uh, a lot of people said they didn't want to buy Rat Queens anymore because of 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 what had happened with Rock Upchurch and and Curtis um, Weeb was very uh, understanding of that with folks, um, but obviously made some hopeful pleas. He said, "You know, listen, I, I I deplore this as much as you do. I had no idea this was going on." And he said, please don't, you know, please don't um, take it out on the book, essentially, because the the creative uh, process for the book had nothing to do with um, what was happening uh, behind closed doors. And um, I I hope that people do heed that um, because... um, it really is such a great book. I would hate to see it disappear so quickly because it's one of these... It's it's an ongoing series. It's slated to keep going. It could go forever and ever, right? And um, mm. to jump on at the beginning would be really great. Um, so I, I hope everybody runs out and buys Issue 9. Once it finally comes out... This is the problem with image books, is they're theoretically monthly, uh, but <laughs> they are very rarely actually monthly. Um, but... Mm. Uh, at any rate rat queens yeah i
1: mean rat rat queens yeah that, that i i haven't read the book but but yeah, uh, the the whole story with with the artist sort of raises an interesting question about um about artists and 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 their personal lives like how much how, how much should that affect the way we we uh, appreciate their art um you know like you know, but, well, in, in the news with people like Bill Cosby and things like that, like, can we ever watch the Cosby show again? Sure. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think to a certain extent we can kind of separate the artists from their work.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think that... Um, I think it would be different if it was the writer rather than the artist in this situation Mm. um and i don't mean to say that to make light of the artist because obviously a big part of of what makes comic books work is uh what the artists do i mean that's you know that's right at the center of it
1: i mean was he was he like a co-creator or
0: um my understanding is that curtis weeb was was basically the creator and that um he brought um, Rock Up Church into the project as the artist. Um, hmm. You know the way Image works is everything is creator owned, so I imagine that as artist he probably had a piece of it, and sure. c- and certainly he made creative decisions, right? I mean, anytime you decide, okay, I'm going to draw it slightly differently in this well, direction yeah. rather yeah, than that direction. Avoidable. But I don't think it's quite. It's you know he wasn't. I mean, changing the artist will not, um, you know, I mean, obviously it'll be a change for the book, but the, I think the center core of this book is what, what has been, what Curtis Weeb has created, what, what he set down on paper, but you know, your, your, your larger question is a good one in, in terms of a sort of ethical question, which is how do we interact with art when we know, um, something sort of despicable about the artist um, regardless of what the medium is and uh, I don't think there's a clear-cut answer to that I think it has it has a lot to do with who is this artist what is the art in question Um, what um, you know is it a piece of art that you know like a like an ongoing comic book series um, or you know, like you mentioned Bill Cosby, I mean, let's say the Cosby show was on today, right, and it was in the middle of his run that we were having this conversation about Bill Cosby. I think that would be a different um that would be a different question than the question of yeah. you know years later as we discover this, but I'm not really sure why now that I say that out loud, I'm not really sure why it's different.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, well, it would certainly affect your ability to enjoy it in the mm-hmm. same way. Um, I mean, you know, um, every time, every time you pick up this book or, or or whatever it is, you're going to be sort of in the back of your mind. You know, it sort of taints the whole enjoyment of it, doesn't it? Hmm. Oh. oh, anyway.
0: Well, we solved that problem. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no that's a good conversation. Maybe we'll have that as our main conversation one of these days. We'll do we'll we'll look up some um some ethical theology on this and and come to the table uh ready to solve the world's problems. But that is not actually our topic for today. Our main topic for today's discussion um is How did we get into comics? So this is our first episode, and you all don't know us, and uh, we don't know you. Um, It would take a really long time for us to ask each one of you uh, how you got into comics. Um, But uh, we thought we might talk for a few minutes about how we got into comics, and beyond that, um, what is it about this medium that we love so much? Why is it that comic books... Um, are are such a, a wonderful way of telling stories, or at least why is it we perceive them to be such a wonderful way of telling stories? Um, Father Matt, you want to um, say a couple of words about how you got into comic books?
1: Ah uh, well, well sure. Ah uh, well, I, you know I've I've sort of been into comic books so long that um, they've just always sort of been there in my in my life, I mean, before I could even read, I was fascinated with with comic books and the the characters in them. Um, I, I mean, to the to the point where, um, you know, to this day, certain certain color schemes are still like so strongly identified with characters in my mind. Like, you know, I I can't see blue and gray without thinking Batman. You know, I can't see uh, green and and purple without thinking the Incredible Hulk. You know, um, I, I mean, when I was when I was a baby, I never played with 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 baby toys. My 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 mom tells me I always was sort of drawn to these uh, comic book action figures. You know, um, and so I, the, my my initial uh, sort of encounter with the characters may have come from from the toys but um i mean certainly also my my, my older brother jason w- was a comic book reader and um before i was really old enough to um to read them for myself um he, uh, he would read them to what to to my my brother and i and so um like i could vividly remember being like being like six and my brother read us um um, Frank Miller's Daredevil, the born again story. <laughs> he read you,
0: he read <laughs> you Frank was, um, Miller when you were six.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably like a bit too like adult and, and like gritty you think? And, and violent for, for a six year old. But um, I
0: have a six year old. I wouldn't read Frank Miller to him.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, my, um my, my older brother was probably, I don't know, like Fourteen himself, or oh, okay. But um, <laughs> but yeah, but I was I was way into it, <laughs> and um, I mean he would read us, um, you know, Spider Man too. Um, so Spider Man from early on was was Spider Man and Daredevil were were early on my, my favorites, and um, and um, you know I did Spider Man toy, and I watched the Spider Man cartoons on television they had the spider-man and his amazing friends with uh with with firestar and Iceman, and um oh and, and, i
0: remember that show that was a yeah, great show
1: yeah it, yeah it's great in fact i've been i now that i have um uh, uh, kids I, I i sort of have the excuse of um you know showing them to her yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I I watched uh, uh, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends on Netflix, which is available for streaming. And um, gosh, it, it just, it's just remarkable how they all come back to you.
0: Does it hold and, up?
1: What was that? Does,
0: does it hold up watching it again as an adult?
1: I, I, well, I, I mean, obviously, I don't take it as seriously <laughs> as I did as a kid. But um, it's enjoyable. I mean, you know, it's goofy. Some some of the jokes, I I, I think, are sort of more um, adult than than you know I had realized. You know, there's always sort of that, you know, in cartoons, like the the wink at the parents, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's fun. <laughs> um, but I but probably my favorite Spider-Man cartoon, which really hooked me, they they used to show the reruns of the. Um, the 60s, the, 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 the cartoon from the 60s. Um, and those, I, I think, really hold up. I, I, I've, I've looked at, in, into them um, recently, and, um, you know, there, there's a DVD set of them. And uh, especially in the later series, uh, you know, later seasons, uh, the artwork is just gorgeous. They have these... Um, lushly painted cityscapes and you know with watercolor it's just it's and you know these deep shadows and and um it's just really just well done and stuff so that kind of you know that kind of really grabbed me from from an early age and um you know i i think with comic books in general i you know um i was just always grabbed by uh, by the color um you know really you know um, excited me um, and and uh, you know as I grew, got older um, um, you know I, I started I studied painting in art school and and I think my my love of art in general um, just really came out of um, comic books and you know and in, in, in painting I always liked the kind of bold really bright colors and um, And and, I mean, even even um, the way um, comic books were printed, you know, a lot of a lot of art has sort of um, played with that. Like, obviously, like Roy Lichtenstein kind of reproduces with his bendy dot um, artwork, um, you know, sort of primitive printing of comic books. But, you know, everything about comic books from the, the, you know, the sort of crude printing on on the old comic books that, you or um, you know this this smell of like an old comic book just really um, sort of hooked me aesthetically um, and 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 the stories and the characters as well um, you know comic books you know combine um, you know uh, storytelling and and, and, and uh, illustration in a way that's really you know pretty unique um, and 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 I, I, of course superheroes have always been a big draw for me um and 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 continue to be uh to be a draw uh you know I still I still read uh, a lot of superhero books you know like I recommended Aquaman but it's always sort of been uh a fascination of mine all those characters
0: let let me ask you this and this um this I can connect this in a little bit with with my story but Um, with the superheroes, do you see any connection at all between your love of superheroes as a kid and your calling to become a priest? Hmm.
1: Well, um, I mean, maybe not directly, but, um, there, there's... There's always sort of been, you know, um, maybe maybe a bit of a hero complex, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> but you know the sort of the nobility of of, of, of someone who, who who lives with this responsibility to um, to make the world a better place, to um, to confront evil, um, you know. In Spider Man, I mean, you know, the he, he, the lesson that he learned. Uh, you know, that that sort of propels him uh, to be you know to become a crime fighter, you know, after he he turns his his back on on um, a, on a, a, a thief, you know, and and as a result, his his uncle Ben uh, ends up getting murdered. and um and you know he had the power to stop him, but did nothing. and um, and 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 so you know the the saying was, you know, with great power, great responsibility and um you know i don't even remember the first time i heard that (laughs) that expression It sort of goes back that long um so yeah i mean you know not not directly but but in in um in ways probably that that um I, i couldn't express i mean i think um comic books have just sort of Formed the way I, I look at the world, in and in every respect, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was so immersed in them as a child.
0: Well, you know, I, I think I may my my thoughts on this may be different than yours, at least in part, because of um, the different kind of um, experience of the church that we had as kids, right? Because um, I, I I believe. Now I know you you're something of a mutt. You've you've been through a whole bunch of different things, but but mostly no, sure. mostly sort of evangelical settings as a child. Am I right about that? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would, I mean, you know, we were I was raised um in in a in a sort of broadly evangelical uh home.
0: Yeah. So I I was raised um Roman Catholic as a child, and even though it was kind of a um a loosey goosey kind of, uh, Roman Catholic, uh, setting. Nevertheless, you know, I grew up with the Eucharist being very central to my understanding of church and, and seeing the priest in the priestly vestments doing the kind of priest thing.
1: Uh, Yes. (laughs) And (laughs) I see where (laughs) you go.
0: So, you know, and, and honestly, it, it did kind of seem heroic to me as a kid, what the, what the priest was doing. Um, You know, it's not just, oh, the priest wears, you know, cool looking outfit and so do superheroes. But it's, you know, it's rather it's that idea that something about priesthood is itself heroic that there is. And and I think even as I got older and started to understand this better, there's a sort of sacrificial element that exists in both of those that I think resonated with me. But, you know, as, so as a kid, I, um, I really embraced a lot of the same things that, that you did about comics. Um, maybe not as much the art. I think I'm much more interested in the art as, a, as an adult than I was as a kid. I mean, I certainly was attracted to the, the colors and so forth. Um, but yeah. I, I started collecting, um, you know, mainly because I just thought these heroes were really cool and yeah. uh well and,
1: yeah i think that's yeah. always a
0: big draw <laughs> exactly and i i thought the stories were were interesting and and i watched a lot of those same cartoons i remember that uh spider-man um cartoon the super friends cartoon um yeah and uh what else gosh there were so many of them oh well of course. The one that I'm I'm watching now, uh, again, is the 66 Batman series, which was a live-action series with Adam West. Oh, yeah. West.
1: Well, I, I, I loved that as a kid and took mm-hmm. it completely seriously.
0: Oh, so did I. So did I. <laughs> you would go home, you know, I would go home, uh, come home from school. You know, I'm 6, 7, maybe 8 years old. And they would have the reruns on in the afternoon because, obviously, I mean, the show aired and ended. Oh,
1: yeah, that's when I watched long it. Long yeah. before
0: you and I were born. But yeah, so they would, you know, how they would have um, when they originally aired, they would say they would do half an hour one night and then half an hour the next night. Um, but in the magic of reruns, it would be two half an hours back to back.
1: Right, right, and right. so I would say it was like right after school, like exactly at like four or thirty or something like that's that. That's
0: right, that's right. So you'd sit there and watch, and and I definitely did not realize the the level of campiness and ridiculousness until. Actually, just recently, my my uh, wonderful wife got me the Blu-rays for my birthday, and so um, now I I've since realized the campiness, but it's it's fun to watch them now because boy, it's uh, it's it's amazing how uh, silly they are. Um, oh yeah, on purpose. <laughs> I mean, they're they're clearly on purpose making it that silly. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, well, it's it's a it's a long. Um... It's a big jump from from the Adam West Batman to you know, the the um the new like Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Yeah, you know, which which in some in some ways suffers from taking itself too seriously.
0: But. Yeah, well I you know I think one of the things I love about the DC heroes, and I I do uh, read some Marvel books. I read actually a lot more Marvel stuff as a kid than I do now. Um,
1: yeah, me too. But, me too. Yeah. It definitely
0: was more of a Marvel thing. Yeah, but I, I would say you know I've I I have loved the DC heroes since even before I could read, since before I can even uh-huh. remember. I I've had the action figures from Super Friends since I was you know three years old. I have some of them in my office here at the church, um, <laughs> and uh, I. Um, One of the things that I think is really interesting and cool about um, especially those sort of core characters in the DC universe is that they all seem to have two sides to them. There's like the dark version and there's the campy fun version and um, and they kind of wax back and forth on a spectrum um and so Batman's an easy one to see it with because they they do go back and forth with that and and you yeah. start to see if you if they do one for too long there's kind of a reaction against it there is um there's a great cartoon that came out I think around two thousand eight, something like that, but it's all up on Netflix if you've got Netflix called Batman, the Brave and the bold
1: oh yeah i've I've seen some of that
0: oh it's it's fantastic it because yeah, it's a it, lot of fun it embraces the campy Batman completely and uh does it in a well, really it's sort smart of new way more
1: of his superhero right
0: yeah exactly he's like the he's the world's greatest superhero um but uh but with lots of lots of geeky references to silver Age comic stuff and lots of just you know hamming it up uh but you know in a fun funny way that and lots
1: um, of guest stars too yes. like, like the blue beetle and plastic man and things like that
0: well not only that not in not only in terms of the heroes that come on but also the um the voices are done oh,
1: interesting by
0: lots of you know uh like paul rubens does batmite for instance oh um, cool and uh um i'm trying to think of some others um my mind's drawing a blank but it's uh it's 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 really fun, and I can actually watch that one in front of the children. Whereas, um, yeah, right. you know, most versions of, of Batman, I, I I can't really watch with my kids because because it's so dark. You know, I wouldn't watch the Christian Bale Batman with
1: yeah I my six year old and my
0: three or it, my six year old my two year old.
1: I don't know if Batman will make his way into the Christian Bale film.
0: <laughs> I,
1: I, I I'm, I'm rooting for it to happen, but. <laughs>
0: yeah well anyway i you know I th- I, are are you still there <laughs> hello i am okay i thought maybe christian yeah, i thought I, maybe christian bale tried to take you out for that last comment he might have you know Ugh, uh, I, matt I'm, I'm after you i don't know i, I can't i can't
1: zipped over to the fifth dimension by uh, batman oh
0: okay <laughs> that's what happened he was, he was trying to school you. Well, you know, I, 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 I think that the thing that keeps me interested in, in reading these books, and, you know, at this point, I love the medium so much, and I, I actually, the books I'm most excited about these days, even though I love the superhero books and I read a ton of them, the ones I tend to get most excited about are not superhero books. They tend to be other, um. other types, you know, books like Rat Queens or Saga or... Um, uh, any of uh, a number of other books that kind of do other genres because I think it's an interesting medium uh, either way uh, and part of why that is is because it's you know it's it's writing um, which I love I love words I was an English major in school and and I am a writer and I, I so I love the, the the that aspect of it but having that kind of combination of words and pictures um, you know it's it's a different sort of animal. It's almost as if it's being directed like a film would be directed, um, which I think is, is, is really interesting and unique. And, and the other thing about it is as an art form, um, it's one of the few places left where there is a kind of pure art to it. Um, And what I mean by that is not that, you know, film and music and so forth aren't still purely artistic, But there's just sort of so many layers of filter and um, so much that's done through computers and so forth. And comics has a lot that's done through computers now. Don't get me wrong. Most of the art is done through software these days. But it's still done by somebody's hand. Even if they're moving something on a computer screen instead of uh, a pencil on a piece of paper, it's still basically hand-drawn. And, um, Mm -hmm. there's a directness to it and it's the same sort of directness that you get from reading a novel where you're just, you know, it's just pure, just you and the words of the author, but having that same kind of direct experience with both words and images, I think is really exciting. And I I can't think of, I honestly can't think of anything else like that, um, that's available. Can Uh, you?
1: No, no. I, I mean, it's, um... You know, it's it's a remarkable kind of art form, and and one that's just sort of now beginning to be taken more seriously.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, for for I mean, but this was the same way with novels, and it was mm-hmm. the same way with with uh, even film. Um. You know, the, it sort of started off being considered sort of a lowbrow form of entertainment, mm-hmm. but um. I, I and I think as as the years go on, you'll see uh comic books um being elevated more as as a serious art form i mean and certainly there are um you know art spielman's uh uh won the uh the pulitzer prize i mean i mean and it's 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 uh it's a wonderful work of literature Mm -hmm. you know besides just being uh uh, you know a comic book or a book um, like
0: a book like persepolis for instance has the same kind oh of yeah that,
1: yeah uh, i mean and, and and there there are um you know I, I i think people don't realize that there is a lot of you know really um just um sophisticated stuff being done through the comic book medium
0: yeah Well, this has been a great discussion, Father Matt, but alas, as always happens with great discussions, they must come to a close. We are coming towards the end of our program, uh, and so we're going to end with one final segment. Uh, This is a segment that we like to call This or That. This or That. And here's how this works. I have in front of me a series of ten things uh, that can be compared to one another. And I'm going to uh, quickly uh, uh, throw these out to Father Matt, and his job is to give first reaction which one uh, he um. he would like to pick. Uh, so uh, just to give you an example of how this would work, if I were, uh, this is not one of them, but if I were to say to Father Matt, red or blue, what would you say, Father Matt? Well, blue. There you go. That's it. Doesn't have to be any rhyme or reason for it, Um, and um, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, it's just whatever your whatever your preference, whatever's in your heart at the moment. This is the most uh, charismatic I'm going to get on the program. Whatever, uh, whatever's (laughs) in your heart at the moment, and um, uh, it'll be interesting just to see what comes out of your mouth. Okay. Mm. So, are you ready?
1: uh as ready as i'm going
0: to be okay here we go this or that begins now cheeseburger or hot dog
1: cheeseburger without a doubt
0: okay ginger ale or ginger beer uh
1: ginger beer
0: really interesting you
1: know it's sort of different
0: i like it okay spanish or italian
1: well, my wife was a Spanish teacher.
0: She was Spanish. There you go.
1: <laughs> I speak neither.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this next one pertains to the movie, not the comic. Ready? The Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: The Avengers. Although, only because I haven't seen the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yet.
0: <laughs> you really have <laughs> it looks, to see it. it's really good. It's very good.
1: I have a baby. I don't
0: get to the movies. Oh, that's the best <laughs> time to watch movies is when they're still babies, and they you can just hold them, and, and then you can actually uh, make it seem like you're doing some important parenting. You tell your wife, "Oh, I'll hold on to him while he sleeps," when really you're just you just want to watch a movie. Well, it's
1: out on DVD yet, <laughs> The Guardians. It is.
0: Of it is in fact uh, out. i will okay, that one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, next one. Crypto the super dog or Streaky the super cat? Crypto. Okay. Do you know both of those characters?
1: I am not I, you know I'm not entirely sure. It's Streaky the cat was Superman's cat, right?
0: No, Streaky was Supergirl's cat. Supergirl's uh, cat, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Crypto so, Crypto was Superman's dog.
1: Yeah, well, Crypto Crypto has had more of a um, A a, a more of an extensive career. Yes, streaky. Streaky the cat is sort of lost in the obscurity of (laughs) yeah
0: silver age comic. he sort of lost it. Well, you know crypto. There was also what
1: was it was
0: the horse. Oh, uh, Beppo. <laughs> That's like, a
1: super horse. Was too. that Beppo?
0: There's there's what? a horse and a Beppo. monkey. I might be getting the monkey confused with the horse. There's a lot of strange stuff like that in the 60s comics. But I, I would say Crypto's yeah. backstory makes a lot more sense than Streaky's. Crypto was uh, the theory with Crypto was he was the the family dog uh back on Krypton and just like in the early space program here they used to shoot like monkeys up into space. Uh, the idea was that they did an early test flight of the thing they were going to send Superman off in, and they shot the dog into space, and then it got lost and somehow ended up on Earth. Um, that uh, made more sense to me than Streaky the Supercat, who was just a normal cat that Supergirl had, uh, and she started experimenting on some green kryptonite to see if she could change its properties, uh, which I don't ask me how she was even able to get near it to do that. Uh, But it didn't end up working out, and so she flung it out the window into the alley, and the cat went in the alley, and somehow uh, the the feline DNA was changed by exposure to this kryptonite, and she got some of the the powers.
1: (laughs) That's wild. Isn't it? Did
0: you did you read this storyline? Uh, <laughs> no, this Wikipedia? I, I, it is it is in fact Wikipedia. I knew <laughs> I knew Streaky existed. I did not know the backstory, so I looked I looked it up just to make sure. I knew Crypto's backstory though. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there you go, Streaky the Super Cat. There's actually Streaky the Supercat. Interesting. There's actually some stuff with Streaky in a a set of um, a set of Supergirl from maybe six, eight years ago now that uh, Amanda Connor drew, which was pretty funny. Oh, cool. Um, but anyway, okay, so that one is settled. All right, we got a few more. You ready? Okay. John Piper or N.T. Wright?
1: Oh, N.T. Wright.
0: <laughs> well, you're an Anglican, you you know. You yeah. gotta stick up for our own. All right, Elvis or The Beatles?
1: The Beatles. Although, although that's a hard one. I really love both. Okay. But I... I the beatles problem
0: that is the correct answer um <laughs> this one harkens back to our childhood nike air or reebok pumps
1: Not nike air
0: really you don't yeah, like I
1: never... well i don't think i ever owned a, a reeboks
0: you know i had a i, I had a knockoff version of them I don't know what they were called. They had some other generic name, but it was the same thing where you press the button and it would somehow tighten your shoe, and that was supposed to be cool.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds cool. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But did they have those pumps, those basketball pumps on there? Yes. Yes, they did, yeah. okay.
0: Yeah. Adam West or Linda Carter?
1: Linda Carter.
0: (laughs) I agree, well, although it's a hard choice he's
1: a lot better looking
0: <laughs> easy now, it's a family program, father, it's a family <laughs> program uh and last but not least, mac or p c
1: uh a Mac probably, yeah,
0: I think you have to say that today since uh we had a lot of computer trouble getting the the show started with your p c but this Mac yeah. you have seems to be working, <laughs> so uh there we are, okay, Fine. well. Um, that brings us to the close of uh, our first episode uh, thank you all for listening we hope that you will be back the next time that we do this so stay tuned same bat time same bat channel for God and Comics I am Father Jonathan Michigan
1: and I'm Matt Stromberg Father Matt Stromberg
0: <laughs> and we will see you next time